For the most part, I have been uh, working behind the camera as a producer on different levels. Um, I've done a lot of reality TV and I've done some movies of the week. I worked, had a little stint at the Sci-Fi Channel for a while and uh, worked in a development department with them where we created innovative new show ideas uh, for the network to approve or disapprove of. Uh, that was a lot of fun. A lot of interesting stuff came out of that. And I've done some other corporate jobs in the entertainment industry where I sold Japanese anime for probably a good three years on an international level. So I was traveling to France twice a year, going to MIPTV and MIPCOM, selling shows and closed some deals with MTV and Showtime and Cartoon Network and G4. So it's been an interesting uh, experience as an entertainment professional is what I call myself. So I've been an actor and a producer and a salesman and just kind of have a, a wide base of everything now. So I don't know, I think I, I think in the back of my mind, I sort of always had a dream in some ways to be like the next Aaron Spelling. So, uh, you know, maybe I'll start creating some cheesy, well, I don't want to say cheesy, some one hour uh, dramas or something to sell the networks. I uh, come from what I guess they call a normal nuclear family uh, is the term they used to use. So my mom and my dad and I have an older sister and myself. I was born in Iowa and um, I think I spent about two years there, and then we moved to Arizona, and then we moved to Southern California, and then we moved to Colorado, and then we moved to Montana, and then we moved to the San Francisco Bay Area, and then I went to college back in Iowa. So I've kind of always been traveling, or on the move, it seems like every two years. Um, even with living in Los Angeles, I've lived there for 18 years now and uh, I seem to move every two years. If you, my, my family gets really upset because their address books has like 18 different addresses for me. So <laughs> I don't know, I think I picked something up when I was moving as a child so I move around a lot. How sort I, <laughs> I don't know, I think it's uh, just sort of a gypsy thing in me like maybe the universe is saying don't ever get too comfortable. So I, I move around a lot. And since leaving the show, I've lived in Mexico for a year, and uh, I've moved to Northern California for a year too, but I've sort of figured out that LA is my place, and it's really hard to give up the weather. I don't know if everybody has this experience. I like to think that everybody does, but there was sort of this mystical experience that happened to me when I was seven years old, and I was in the second grade, and um, I played Dopey and Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And uh, I just remember being left on stage. It was like a, a all-school talent show, so the whole school was there. And um, as Dopey, I was sort of the dopey person. And I got left on stage singing, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go, by myself. And I did it in such a way that everybody was laughing. And in that moment, I don't know if it was like an inner voice, this, this piece came over me and said, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And so that was like a solidifying moment. And I, ever since that moment, I've never stopped wanting to be in the entertainment industry. So all through school, I always did plays. I was president of the drama club in high school. I was an original gleek, or a glee guy, uh, so, although I can't sing. Uh, and then, uh, you know, in college, I did theater as well, and then moved to LA and started pursuing acting. After I graduated college, I uh, moved to Los Angeles and uh, like many people wanting to be an actor and took a job as a room service waiter um, at a really high-end hotel. Uh, 
I don't know why I'm throwing that in there, but uh, so I just got a normal job, but within three months of living in LA, I saw an open call for Power Rangers and um, I went and went to the first open call and got called back, went to the second call, got called back, and it was just a process of eight callbacks. Um, eight callbacks for me, yep. I originally uh, had started auditioning as the character of Jason, uh, but realized I wasn't, I didn't have the martial arts skills and I wasn't really the leader type. So uh, I quickly thought on my feet, thought, well, I better see if I can do this role, Billy. And so I started, I just asked the casting director, well, can I just read for Billy? And I read it and they called me back for that. And so the, I think my final five auditions were all for Billy. Um, so, you know, and it just kind of went from there. Nobody. I don't want to speak for everybody. I mean, we knew that the show would be okay, but I don't think anybody knew how successful the original Power Rangers series would become. It was pretty, pretty intense and pretty amazing. The first ones were all about just doing what they gave us like a monologue. Each character had a monologue that they had to come in and do or like a scene just between you and one other character. So we did that quite a bit. And I remember it's probably around the fifth audition. We had to go to a gym and uh, Haim Saban, the big creator of the show, uh, he came in with his entourage of producers and they all stood there and uh, watched us and we had to get up and if we were a martial artist we had to do a martial arts thing for him. If we were a gymnast we had to do a gymnastics uh, thing for him. There's probably about a hundred people there for that and so we all did our thing and then after that they narrowed it down even farther and it's just this process of whittling down so it was a good, I would say the whole month of, I want to say September, um, I think that's when it was, of 92, uh, I was just, my stomach was so sick all the time because you get this call back and then you get another call back and you get another call back and it's just like, you know, you just want the decision and you just have to keep going and you watch people kind of falling away and it's, you're getting so close and you get so excited and um, it was a, it was a great uh, experience. And then the final audition, they, uh, they actually had three casts. Um, that had to go before the network. Um, there was cast A, cast B, and cast C. And we all kind of looked different in ages and had different skills. And so each cast would go in to get the network approval. And fortunately, I was in the cast that the network said, it's a go. Um, I never felt secure. Um, I know other people in my cast were like, oh yeah, we're, the, we're it, we're the cast that they're gonna choose. They keep telling me that we're the one, we're the one. I never was told that, so I never felt secure in my um, role even going to the network. I wish I had that kind of confidence. Um, so no, I, I never felt like I was, even though I was being told by my co-stars, cast members, that we were the cast, um, that they really wanted to go to network and we got it no matter what, I never, I never felt secure in that. So, you know, you never know. You never know, and I, working on behind the camera, I see actors get the pilot and they don't, the network doesn't like them after they shoot the pilot and they'll fire certain actors and do a whole nother casting call for certain actors. So, you know, you should never, I never feel secure. It was really exciting to, to be, to be getting to live your dream. So I remember having to show up like at five in the morning, it was pitch black out and I couldn't sleep the night before and I showed up and they're like, this is your trailer. And I was like, wow, I get a trailer. But I had to share it with Austin and Walter, but I didn't care. It was like, oh, we have, and we were all excited. Wow, we have a trailer, you know? We didn't know 
eventually would get our own trailers. Um, so that was exciting and then just getting to go through wardrobe and getting to go through makeup and then uh, the first day we shot, we shot um, at a bowling alley. And so, you know, it was just fun to watch all the day players come in and then there was extras and it was just a really magical day. And shooting the original pilot was just, uh, I'm getting goosebumps now, it was just such a, a magical experience. Like I'll never, that's one thing that you'll never, will never leave my mind because it was, uh, you know, it's a dream coming true. Audrey Dubois was a really strong martial artist and a really strong woman. Um, just like had a real um, strong presence. You know, she had a great voice and uh, she was really good um, at what she did. And Twee uh, was just so beautiful. She's just so stunning. Um, and it's unfortunately that we lost her when we did, but uh, she just brought a, a sweetness and an innocence to the role of Trini. Um, so I think it was a nice contrast, uh, I think, to have four guys, um, three strong, me, kind of the nerd, and then uh, Amy, Joe, and Twee were, you know, they're different in their own ways, but they were, they were women. And uh, uh, Twee was just really sweet, that's all I can remember, and just beautiful. Maybe, maybe just some of my lines. <laughs> they always wrote Billy these ridiculous lines uh, and just words and, you know, I, I would get frustrated as an actor because it's like, I saw this character that couldn't communicate and in the beginning episodes they would have Trini translate for Billy and I just, I remember being frustrated like that. I mean, I don't, it's frustrating, I would think, as a human being to be talking and nobody understands you. Um, and so I did my best to sort of change words when I wasn't supposed to, you know, I'd get the script and then I'd try to make it sound a little bit more normal. Um, so, I mean, I, I didn't have anything. I, honestly, I loved every day that I worked on that series. I loved going to work. I never wanted to miss a day. I think I only missed one day and I still, sh I had food poisoning. I had gotten food poisoning the night before and I still went to work and our producer, Jonathan, looked at me and said, please go home. Because <laughs> I just, I looked green, I just looked horrible. I'd been puking all night and I was green, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to miss doing any of that. I can relate to Billy in the sense that he is kind of a loner and sort of on the outskirts, even though he has a group of friends, he still sort of was always, at least I felt as an actor, that he was sort of kind of just like on his own, sort of on the outskirts. Um, so I can relate to that. I'm sort of a loner. I don't mind being by myself. Um, Billy's uh, highly intelligent. I could never compare it to his intelligence or understand anything he does. I. I suck at science. I don't understand it at all. Horrible at biology, chemistry, all of it. I just throw my hands up. Uh, so, you know, we're not like that at all. Um, I don't know, I think I, I learned a lot from Billy. Uh, I'm, I'm super glad that something in my head clicked and said start auditioning for Billy and, and I did and it was fun to play uh, that kind of a character. I mean, I was a geek in my own way because I was in the theater. You know, and so we're sort of geeks, and I was a theater fag, as they call them. Um, whatever. And uh, so I was a, a theater geek, and and so, you know, you're kind of part, not really part of the popular group. So I can understand that in Billy, but Billy, uh, I don't know, he just taught me how to be my own self. I think I got that a lot from Billy. 
uh, I think it was all me, uh, just out of frustration. Uh, wearing overalls the first season was just like the death of me. It was just so frustrating to just put on a pair of overalls every day. Um, you know, and again, I, I understand the concept in the beginning. I think our wardrobe uh, woman in our first season was Shauna. I don't remember her last name, but she, you know, they wanted it to sort of look cartoony. And so, you know, Billy was in overalls and, and I got it, but you know, then 40 episodes later, I'm like, oh gosh, we gotta, next season, we gotta change this up a little bit. So, you know, I just kind of pushed for that. And then uh, we went, the glasses came off actually when we went to shoot the movie in Australia. And that's because I told, <laughs> I told the this is without the creators or producers of the TV show knowing. I told the producers of the movie, I said, you know, I just would rather not wear my glasses. And they were like, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> like they don't even think anything about it. So, uh, so I lost the glasses in the movie. And uh, so I think when we came back from the movie, they just said something about, how's your contacts, Billy? Or Billy, your con I had a, a contact fell out or something. That's how they explained how the glasses went away. Um, and there's nothing wrong with wearing glasses. Uh, honestly, just as an actor, me being selfish and not sticking to my character. Uh, it just got really frustrating to wear fake lenses because I really felt my eyesight changing because they weren't, they weren't exactly clear because they would dull them so they didn't, so the lights wouldn't shine into the things and so it just became always focusing and so I just felt my eyesight starting to change so I didn't really want to wear glasses anymore. So in the buff part, I had the same body I had before. Um, it was just hidden. <laughs> and I don't know that my body was really buff, but... Uh, I'm just saying, you were giving Jason and Tommy and all the people, you know, you, I mean, you were, you know... I was trying. I was trying to hold my own, <laughs> but they all are—they're really—they're all great athletes. So I could only hope to aspire to them. I just. My shirt was open, my chest was, my chest was exposed. It's fine, it's fine. You're my cleavage was showing. <laughs>